For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. June 2nd, 2023. A pivotal night in WWE. A major night in wrestling history. Tonight on SmackDown, something historic happened. LA Knight qualified for the Money in the Bank 2023 ladder match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's upon us. The LA Knight era, the Ascension, is here. I'm Glenn, yep. joined by Issa. Alfred's off tonight. I'm full of glitter, Glenn. I was celebrating the thousand days. Hey, sparkle and shine, girl. <laughs> You're a firework. Uh, let's talk tonight <laughs> about SmackDown. Roman Reigns celebration. Big stuff with the bloodline tonight. And... Jimmy, got, Jimmy got what he deserved. Yes. And uh, Zelina Vega had a pretty good night as well. Of course. Of course. So happy for her. Absolutely. All in all, a really good SmackDown. We're also going to talk about Rampage. Rampage was pretty taped Rampage tonight. sobered me up. I was a little drunk and Rampage kind of sobered me up. I had no idea what I was watching. It was some good wrestling. Yeah, it was. I think there were some storylines there. I think they're starting to set up for New, ja- for New Japan, for Forbidden Door. Yeah, and, and Collision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Collision tonight. The second coming of CM Punk being promoted. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Uh, I'm actually curious. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna cop. I'm actually curious about how this is gonna go. Do they break a million on that first Saturday show? Reviewers? On a Saturday, I it's know. such a tough ask, but they might. We'll see. I think. I think. I think they're hardcore. I mean, they hit nine hundred thousand. Uh, they haven't hit a million in a while in in Dynamite, no. right? But there, I think there's curiosity that has sparked. If they, if they break half a million on Saturday, it will be seen as a huge success. I agree. Huge. Um, so let's talk about this tonight. Man, SmackDown tonight, fun show. I love Money in the Bank season. Money in the Bank season, I actually like to build the Money in the Bank more than I like to build the WrestleMania. Uh Okay, maybe I don't know, man. I am. Everybody knows I'm a huge. I'm a huge fan of sign pointing season. It's. I just. It's good. I just can't get over people pointing at signs. I always ask WWE superstars that time of the year to show me their best sign point. I like it, but money in the bank, especially when LA and I pulled out that ladder and climbed up there for no reason whatsoever. Nothing gets more exciting than that. Yeah, it was. It was pretty sweet tonight. Yeah. Oh, we had some good promos. Uh, it was enjoyable. We actually opened the show, so we got to see a great recap of Roman Reigns' thousand it was, days. Uh, one of the best champion. video packages I ever seen. Very good. I remember He's... every moment, every moment vividly, Glenn. Yes. Yeah, every moment. All of Roman's package you haven't memorized. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. I love how the whole night they kept. Uh, going back and forward, showing you uh, moments. What is your favorite moment in Roman Reigns' thousand days as champion, Glenn? I mean, his uh, feud with Sami Zayn and that match in Montreal was Not beautiful. surprised that you answered that because 
Sammy's your favorite. But that story, look, the Roman storyline has been consistently interesting. And they've told this in a way where they've kept upping it and upping it and upping it. But come on, Sami Zayn joining the bloodline, ultimately leading to him turning on Roman and then then having a one-on-one match for the WWE Championship for both belts in Montreal? Crazy. It's a crazy year in wrestling. If you really think about everything that has gone down, all of these international moments that we've had, you know, like it's just been such a crazy year. But yeah. Yeah. That was a great story. That that is that's up there for Roman Reigns stories throughout his thousand day, you know, beautiful I mean, thousand days. But you know what though? Cody Rhodes tonight, that feud, that mania moment, that seems like a footnote. They were like, Oh yeah, and he had a his third WrestleMania victorious. Because defense. the bloodline I mean, I don't want to take away from Cody who won the Rumble, whatever, but the bloodline has been the storyline. Yes. And Cody just felt out of place in the bloodline storyline because there was something bigger happening than Cody and and the whole finishing his story. Um, He unfortunately, and that's what happens with every injury. He came back at a time where his moment is is just not it right now. You know, this is more important. The story that we're telling with the bloodline is more important right now. Yeah. Well, and that's why the Sammy storyline is so much more significant in Roman Reigns's thousand day history because Sammy, that was a year, that storyline built over a year. He joined the bloodline. He joined mm-hmm. the dominant faction in WWE, became like Roman's BFF, despite we it's, were all waiting for Roman funny. to turn on him. You know, It's funny to reminisce about that, because if you would have told me the first night that we saw Sammy saying, hanging out backstage, wearing the bloodline shirt, because that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me it was going to end up the way that it did, I would have never in a million years. And it's funny because Sami Zayn can make everything work. Yeah. But the way that that ended up happening, man, I just love a good organic storyline. The Bloodline storyline is definitely some of my favorite moments. I did like, um, I, I'm a big fan of the promo that he cut, a few of the promos he cut on John Cena. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Uh, they showed that last man standing match with Brock Lesnar Summerslam with the tractor and the tilted ring. That was fun. I mean, there's fun? been it's been such a fun reign. I and I know I'm biased, you know. Oh God, a biased wrestling personality. Never heard of that before. But um, but I just think it's been fun. I think it's been fun. I think they've been really, really finding a new high instead of letting it die down or get boring. Yeah, why wasn't Cody there tonight to congratulate Roman on a thousand days? I think he's there for a dark match. <laughs> but he should have come out and said, My tribal chief. He should probably come out and say, Roman Reigns is scared of me, like he did about Brock Lesnar. Yo, that was, he lost all credibility with me. When he said Brock Lesnar is scared of me, I will never believe a word that comes out of your mouth again. I liked Austin Theory tonight. Trying that was to- awkward get in on the Roman celebration saying, hey, if you combine both of our reigns. (laughs) So it was super awkward the way that the show started because they did the video package, right? Then they go to commentary. Then you see Austin Theory standing there, but then they show more video packages before we go to Austin Theory. And I'm like, has he just been standing there for like seven minutes? Like, what is going on? It's so weird. It was so weird. But again, if you combine both of our reigns, it's like going, hey, Bill Gates, if you combine both of our money, like... We're billionaires. <laughs> we, 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 we need that clip of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air when Uncle Phil is like, we, yeah, <laughs> Roman should have said that, like, we, I know Austin, though. I mean, he he's doing his best to 
to, to get in. I'm sorry, but if you gotta look at the champions in WWE right now, I hate to say it, he might be the least relevant. Really? Wow. Uh, T Think Smitty, about it. You know, no, I, I feel you. T Smitty uh, 3000 with a $5 super chat saying, Sammy should walk around with a Not My Tribal Chief sign. By the way, Aubrey Edwards versus Karen Jarrett proves Ultron was right and mankind has to go. Oh my God, T Smitty. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited for Aubrey to, to get a match. I think that would actually be kind of fun. We'll see. We'll see. It's, I mean, because you, you think about it's it's so interesting. Uh, we should talk to Jimmy about this sometime about how. Yeah this generation of refs that started out as wrestlers that are now refing. And uh, yeah, I think good, good for them if they get to go over once in a while, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so theory introduced pretty deadly. I, okay. I like that pretty deadly is getting airtime. I think that's really, of course, good. but I'm a little concerned Say about it. some of the like, like these like these two killer queens okay guys you like you don't need to say it right we are we are picking up what they're putting down we can infer all of this on our own right. you don't have to give us clues and be like because you see because they're kind of you know it's like yeah. uh like back in the day on three's company when like uh, Mr. Roper, the late great Norman Fell, would then turn to the camera and have to like give a mug or a look to insinuate that the Jack was gay. Um, it's like we don't we don't need this in the year 2023. I agree. I think the thing that shocked me the most, outside of what you mentioned, because I caught it too, is that of course I don't I don't typically scroll through social media because I watch the shows live, so I want to be engaged with my you know with the audience. And I scrolled through social media as I was watching Rampage. And maybe it's because we cover NXT. So I just, yeah. I was not aware of how people just don't, have no clue who they are. Yeah. We watched NXT and actually we're all very high on Grayson, Grayson Waller Grayson's and Pretty great. Deadly. And I'm going on social media and I'm seeing people that I always see tweet about wrestling have no idea who Pretty Deadly is. And I'm like, wait, how? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just on a weird NXT bubble, but I mean, they knew they went down there to freaking take those titles off of them. Like, you would think that people would know a little bit more. I was just very shocked at the lack of, because I was I was saying, I was saying, I felt like SmackDown hit the NXT draft lottery with yeah. Pretty Deadly and Grayson Waller. And then I get on social media and people have no clue who these people are. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just don't think it helps on commentary. The audience will infer all they need to infer about their characters. We don't right. need these comments. Like, don't the more you make it over the top, I think the less cool it's going to be. But they're getting a lot of comparisons to like Bree Sangle. And I don't just, sure. don't, I don't, I see it, but I don't see it. Maybe it's because I'm more familiar with what they're all about. Well, Brazongo, I mean, look, Brazongo, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze can wrestle. So some pretty the, deadly. I know, and we're pretty de deadly can as well. But I was going to say though, is that Brazongo had more overt comedy segments, right? Like, but with this, with pretty deadly, the idea is that like, oh no, they're doing this sort of gorgeous George, very fashionable male. Yeah, um, and they're winning by outsmarting people. Yeah, it's and, it's and heel the, wins, but they're winning. Yes, but it's not comedy. Whereas Brazongo, watch the greatest Brazongo match. Yeah. on the main roster ever was against the Usos where they had a match where Tyler Breeze was like disguised as a janitor. They were yeah. wearing like all these funny outfits. Like it was comedy, but also they put on some killer matches. Pretty Deadly is 
in a way, and this is weird to say because I think they're more outwardly flamboyant, but their humor is more low-key. Do you think, because uh, Dylan makes a good point in the chat too, where he's saying, hey, we're just getting Grace of Waller segments, no matches. What is the right way to introduce them if you if you start noticing that people are just not maybe watching NXT as much as maybe they thought? What is the best way to introduce them? Do you put them on a lot of segments? Do you put video packages? Like, what is the right way to get people to kind of like know? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm disappointed that people are just not familiar with who they are. Yeah, so uh, theory bringing out Pretty Deadly was good, but they're not even getting um, some of the more fun segments. They did have some fun backstage segments in NXT when they hosted Spring Breakin'. Yeah. Um, you know, they've gotten to host multiple pay-per-views. Like, they've been really phenomenal. I think they need to do more to show rather than tell, and that's why I just don't like commentary. Um, you know, uh, when commentary is talking you up, that means that if commentary needs to talk you up, the company has failed to establish your characters through vignettes, promos, and storylines. Because right. you have to have commentary being like, you know, the finest seamstresses in all of Europe work on like, like if, if this is what you're, this is like, goes back to Matt facts. Like if you have to put on screen, that's the laziest way to tell the audience something about characters. Right. Agree. You know? I agree. So theory congratulating them on beating up the Brawling Brutes was great. This leading to a six-man tag was no surprise with Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. And I like that Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly got the win. I love how they won. They they did twin magic better than the Bellas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. They landed uh spilt milk, then Theory tagged in and pinned Rich Holland for the win. Mm -hmm. So look, I think Pretty Deadly there might be a limited ceiling on how far they can go. And I, I think that's true of most tag teams in the WWE. I don't want to say that right now because I feel like we're finally getting Sammy and KO away from the bloodline. I yeah. feel like this is a pivotal time for tag team division in WWE to get rebuilt and, and matter again. Because I do, I love the Usos. I love their title reign. But it felt so predictable that they were going to beat everyone. And now we can really start establishing all of these tag teams again and make the tag team division hot. Has anyone ever made a chart of success in the WWE and how that correlated to how I think yeah, no, how well, let me just finish on how success versus how heavy your gimmick was? Right. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I think the heavier your gimmick, it's almost like an anchor. In some ways, right. like it, right. it can it can it can launch you to a certain level, but it can also hold you back like the Viking Raiders. They've won the tag team championships before, but those were short. Reigns. Right. But then you look at the Usos, Street Profits, um, the New Day, New Day. And the but New Day has success as singles as well, which is I, I don't know that we haven't seen that from the Usos yet. You know, like both Big E and Kofi Kingston did win a world championship. You have Xavier Woods winning the King of the Ring tournament, which I know what people are going to say doesn't come, but it is it was still a big deal to him, okay? Yeah. Um, but we haven't we haven't even seen the Usos do that. They haven't really had, I mean, Jay had that great program with Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. but they haven't really done much in singles, which is okay. They're a tag team. But yeah, I think the, the, I think the New Day and the Usos are the, the bar, you know, as far as how successful they can go. Well, but in a weird way, though. So New Day, the whole power positivity thing, right? That was their gimmick initially. 
but it becomes different if you're just getting over his personalities and you're like new day would constantly have new things like the pancakes the bootios francesca they would keep introducing new stuff right if you ask most people now they would be like oh yeah new day they would mention all these things new day rocks but if you say what was their gimmick you wouldn't say oh it's the power of positivity it's like what gimmick they're just amazing entertainers and personalities Mm -hmm. but the more with uh go back to heavy machinery Go back to the Viking Raiders. Right, right, right. Look at this. Where with Otis, the more with Otis. I mean, and with the thing with the Killer Queens comment and what they were doing tonight, it's like with Otis back when they used to like Otis legit used to just be like, "Get it? He's fat. Get it? He's got a ham sandwich and his money in the bank briefcase. Get it? Tons it's of so fun. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. The more you're having to lean on what you're supposed to gimmick is supposed to getting things over. There, there's like a weird formula for this, and I'm fascinated by it. I, I see your point, and I might be fascinated with it as well, but Pretty Deadly does get the win here with Austin Theory. Very I important. like the way that they won. I thought they outsmarted uh, the Brawling Brutes uh, to get this win. I, I was excited, and it was a banger match. A little long. Match. There was a lot of long matches tonight. <laughs> yeah, there was. It, like, yeah. And the next match, even longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that I again, and I love Pretty Deadly. That's why I'm I'm being hopeful for this because there's there's got to be a fine balance, and I worry. I think it's more of a Vince thing. I really think the idea of having Vince thinking that the audience is dumb and you have to say like, get it? They could be gay. Like that seems like a Vince thing. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, show don't tell. <laughs> show who what their personality. Right, right. It's such a pivotal time for them being introduced because this audience just don't know them. It's the impression that I'm getting. So you don't need to do all that. Let them do their thing. Yes. Uh, So we had the Bloodline locker room, Paul Heyman telling Solo to uh, watch out for the Usos. And sure, they're nowhere to be found. (sighs) People don't know how to do their job around here. Well, it's true. Especially, Uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Pierce. Pierce. That's why we need separate GMs. Adam Pierce has been the least intimidating authority figure they ever had on screen. Yes. Um, I would just not respect him if I worked there. Sorry, not sorry. It's weird, too, because we've had so many strong GM personalities. Right. And Adam Pierce is, I mean, he just is generic as can be. Yeah, he gives you the that, that vibe, you know, when you work for a corporate, and you're like, yeah, okay, boss, and you go and do something completely opposite from what they told you to do because you know they're wrong. That's the vibe that I get from Adam Pierce. I'd like more of that. I'd like more scheming. I mean, Sonya Deville was good because she was bad. I mean, she was terrible. Like, she was, right. like, came, I mean, I love Sonya in real life, but in kayfabe, Sonya was, like, the worst manager you've ever had. She really was. You know? And that was entertaining. Yeah, Adam Pierce is just, I don't know. But as soon as he said, uh, at one of the points backstage where he's telling um, Paul Heyman, oh, we got double security, the Usos are not going to get in. I literally said the Usos are getting in. Like, as soon as he's like assuring you that, you're like, yeah, the Usos are getting in. Like, you just don't trust him to be able to, like, really lay down the law here. Could you imagine, though, if... uh... I mean, that would go against the, the idea of a, of a TV plotline. It's like, make sure the Usos don't get in. Okay, we make sure the Usos don't get in. Everything went according to schedule. Everything went according to plan. <laughs> like, that, how boring would that be? If and Roman then, had just come out, you know? Yeah, well, it would have been great. We would have celebrated a milestone in Roman's career. We had like 25 minutes left in the show by the time That's Triple okay. H came you out. You know what? It's a thousand days, Glenn. We could celebrate. We should have celebrated it for two hours. 
So we had, you know, oh, oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We get to the main event segment. Uh, so we had uh, Mia Yim with uh, the OC and AJ Styles versus Hit Row with BFAB. Who who did Hit Row piss off? Yo, well, today AJ Styles. And, yeah. Oh, and Mia Yim, did you see her back and forth with, I did. Uh, with BFAB? I was like, oh my God, everybody's choosing violence today. And first of all, happy birthday to AJ Styles and his amazing hair. It was his birthday today. Why was everybody dunking on my guy on social media? Did you see Grayson Waller's tweet? to AJ Styles today? No. So WWE posted a happy birthday AJ Styles and Grayson Water- Waller quoted it and they said, happy birthday, mate. I remember when you used to be great. And I was like, ah! <laughs> everybody was dunking on AJ Styles today. What the hell? I mean, arguably one of the greatest wrestlers on this great big yeah. flat earth of ours. Oh, no, you didn't. Stop. He didn't say he believes in flat earth. He said there's some theories. <laughs> They have some good points. I don't, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that. I know we have a lot of talking smack moments that we love, but when Brian was trying to get AJ Styles to admit he was a flat earther, that is a top tier moment of talking smack. <laughs> oh, talking smack was so good. But no, look, here's the thing Hit Row does these diss tracks. They're incredible that they yeah, put out on good. social media. A lot we of production value into them, too. We don't see them on TV. Oh, they, really? Because Michael Cole was trying to rap. Yeah, it's like. Again, who did they piss off? Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole doesn't have that kind of pull. Michael Cole was on tonight. He made so many sarcastic little snarky comments here and there. I was, I was, I was enjoying Michael Cole on commentary tonight. And when Top Dollar comes out, man, he just he thrives. And maybe, maybe it's a Vince thing. Maybe Vince just has it out for because Michael Cole is kind of like Vince's mouthpiece. Or maybe Michael Cole is just finding his own voice. Yeah, because if there's anything we know about WWE commentary, they have free reign just to be themselves. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a good match, though. OC won, but poor Hit Row. Do you see the interview afterwards where they were like, hey, Styles, we saw you had to become involved. And he was like, well, I didn't have to. I just did it because. And I'm thinking the same yeah. thing you're thinking. I'm like, man, Hit Row really pissed people off because yeah, AJ top- Styles hit it with the phenomenal forearm oh for God. no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Poor Hit Row. Yeah, well, uh, Michael Cole was on commentary trying to spit bars. And at the end of the match, he said he's won a few rap battles in his career. <laughs> Like, in theory, this should all be leading towards Top Dollar, like, beating up Michael Cole. At some point, it has to happen, right? In theory. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Because we had this conversation in the podcast. I think that Michael Cole legitimately dislikes Top Dollar. I think his dislike for Dominic (laughs) Mysterio is disappointment in what Dominic is putting Rey Mysterio through. Right? I don't think he hates Dom. I think he hates what Dom is doing. With Top Dollar, there's no reason for him to act this way. Yeah. It's uh, a bit apparent. Um, but it would be more interesting if Michael Cole was like, hey, this isn't even kayfabe. I legitimately dislike you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand why you have a job at this company. We need a match. Like, maybe they can book BFAB and Mia and Mia Yim in which we have Top Dollar in commentary with Michael Cole. That could be the most awkward segment. That would be segment. great. That would be, be the so most good. awkward segment we ever see. I can't wait. They need to do it. Do it, yeah. WWE. Killer we of need Demons. Top Dollar and Cole yeah. in, my, in commentary together. Well, Killer of Demons 669 saying Bailey's going to KO Cole. Uh, that The Top Dollar and Bailey should just team up and just beat the crap out of Michael Cole. That'd be amazing. Oh my god! Did you see what he said when Bailey came out during the Grayson Waller effect? 
when mm. as soon as Bailey came out, Michael Cole said, "Well, there goes the ratings." Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was on tonight. Um. So Grayson Waller had Oscar on the Grayson Waller effect. Okay. So first off, got to dynamite talk. from down under. Yes. Please. We have to talk about all these comments on the Grayson Waller. <laughs> Holy shit. That was like, and they kept going and going and going. And if you watch this and had on the background and didn't pay attention to this, all the comments were like, and then someone was like, Grayson Waller did great in the first ever Iron Survivor match in NXT. Grayson Waller effect is the best part of wrestling. Grayson no, there Waller was one that said, he, he's so handsome. There was another one that said, uh, hey, what's good after the show, Grayson? Yeah. There was one that my favorite one. Is Grayson Waller a dog or a cat person? <laughs> Somebody on my chat was like, are these real? And I'm like, 100% not real. No, that's what was brand. There was one that even said Grayson Waller and he is awesome. And he totally didn't even pay me to say this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so good. Like, just A plus subtle com- comedy. They're not doing on. the Instagram live anymore. No. So I can get behind these random freaking Grayson Waller comments that do not exist anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, Asuka, we got more of Casual Friday Asuka tonight. I loved it. The Raw Women's Champion. Oh, SmackDown? SmackDown. Right? I'm still trying to wrap my mind around some of this. They need to just... I mean, I think they're, they're, they're in the process of going belt by belt. Hopefully, we, the women are up next and we do something here. Like, change them to world and universal so we don't have this issue every time that there's a draft. Yeah. Uh, great segment though. Oscar came out and then interrupted by EO Sky. God, everybody went crazy for that. That was really good. Um, first of then, all, you're not you're underselling Grayson Waller, pretending to understand Oscar. Yes. So- <laughs> well, he was putting her over and putting himself over, and uh, it was a very fun segment. But yeah, it was very clear that he was having trouble understanding her. Then EO Sky came out, and Grayson Waller looked just lost. Yeah, but then Io and, and Asuka are insulting each other and he's laughing in the background. And I'm sorry, like, I we all been there when somebody's saying something you don't understand and you're just laughing like, oh, yeah, I get what they're saying. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Well, and then the interruption fest continued. We had Shotzi come out. Um, We had, uh, or we had Bailey come out, then we had Shotzi come out. And then we had Lacey Evans come out. What in the fuck is up with Lacey's new gear? I don't know, but she had a snake on her hat. Well, because she's doing the Cobra Clutch, because she's Sergeant Slaughter now. Um, she had a Cobra on her Sergeant Slaughter hat. Is this a new gimmick? I think this is her new gimmick. And well, what are we up to before. now? And though she did this before with that boot camp training thing, but now she's got a sparkly snake. Yeah, the snake hat. is a new thing. The gear was new. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like she has gimmick confusion. Like she has multi-personality disorder because she started saying new nasties and I was like girl that was your southern burn gimmick don't call them nasties we're past that gimmick remember (laughs) earlier when I talked about the more you rely on the gimmick the lower your ceiling (laughs) (laughs) yep like I'm sorry like if that sparkly snake on her hat makes it if that stays with her and she wins a women's world championship I'll be shocked. She won't. Yeah, that is not a world championship gimmick. 
Zarina, though. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Lacey Evans gimmick? Uh, Ric Flair. I like this. Yeah, but that's that's kind of <laughs> during her Southern Belle days. I didn't mind the Southern Belle days. I when thought it was w- different. She dressed different. She talked different. She looked different. When she was feuding with Charlotte and hooking up with Charlotte's dad, that that's pretty aces. Like, yeah. that's some Attitude Era shit. Yeah. You know? Um, but no, I think that... Uh, I mean, the, the original NXT gimmick was really good as well. Yeah, the Southern Belle. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. But this... Remember when she used to come out and just swirl and, and go right back? She yes. did that for like two months. <laughs> uh, Kelvin, or Alexander, $2. Thing. They did Lacey Dirty. I mean... You're not wrong, Kelvin. You're yeah. not wrong. But she was interrupted by my girl. Yeah, but Lacey, uh, Casey J saying Lacey looks like a bad Mountie gimmick number seven. Um, Cleveland Rocks really saying she's on TV. That's all that matters. Um, but interrupted by Zelina. Zelina, oh my God. And Zelina's got the 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 flip flop with her. Always. Always. Yes. She started the Chancla movement and she's going to yes. live by it. The Chancla is now part of her gimmick. She's going to start beating people it. in every match. I love um, it. Zelina, though, okay, like, Zelina looks... I think Zelina could win Money in the Bank. Yeah, she could. The field is crazy, so I really need to see who's going to be in this match because we have so many talented women right now that are not holding a belt, right? You have Io, you have Bailey, you have Becky, you have Bianca. Like, it's crazy what this women's Money in the Bank ladder match could, could look like, and feels very unpredictable, which makes me very happy. But I love Selena's line on Lacey where she said something about you can even get a pair of red bottoms and you still wouldn't be half the women that I am. Yes. I was like, yes, sis, I loved it. I, I loved everything that Selena did here. I don't... So once we came back from the commercial break, they showed us that uh, uh, Lacey attacked her. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I get that Selena Duru size is always going to be booked at, as the underdog. And it's what you said earlier. Don't, don't keep showing us. We get it, right? She yeah. looks, she looks like Lacey Evans should be able to beat her. And she's the underdog in this match. We don't need a pre-match assault to like make her even a bigger underdog. She's an underdog. She can't get a win without having to like overcome all of these odds. She won Queen of the Ring. You know what I mean? Like she's she's hanging oh, yeah. out with Rey Mysterio. We trust me. I, I would assume that she's very good at this. Let her. Let, you don't have to make her the ultimate baby face every single time. Yeah, there's too much. I feel like if Vince being back, there's just too much ring psychology going on. Right. A lot of like you need them to think this, so that way they'll be unexpected when this. I just dude, just show don't tell. Um, so no, I think uh Lacey attacking her before their match that was good though, in the sense that Lacey, um, I mean Lacey being a heel, I like because remember before they were like, is she a face? Is she a heel? She, she was, was gonna be baby heel. face, then she I came out and said everybody. I know. Well, she wasn't I don't know. It's weird. Um, so we also had Cameron Grimes backstage with Adam Pierce talking about Baron Corbin attacking Carmelo Hayes on NXT and basically uh Pierce confirming that that Corbin's in NXT for a while. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. So then Zelina versus Lacey in a Money in the Bank qualifier match. And wouldn't you know it, Zelina Vega, she she's so small, but she tries so big. And she overcame the odds tonight and beat Lacey Evans because we were worried Lacey attacked her. 
Zelina, you know, she's scrappy. So this was a surprise the baby shrimp. face win. The shrimp Selena Vega. Even her insults are bad. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Why'd you call her a trip? It's like Vince McMahon was on an airplane once and watched the movie Rudy, and he was like, this is how I will book all my future small baby faces. Oh, God. This was a fine match, though. I like that Zelina won. Me too. Yeah. I, I tell you, I think she is my pick for Money in the Bank. That would be incredible. I think the reaction she got in Puerto Rico and the reaction she got since then as part of the LWO, I think they sense. I mean, I think they're picking up on the fact there's something here. I mean, that if if that's what they show us tonight with both results of the qualifiers is that they're starting to listen to fans' reaction and how people well, are. It's about time. Know. We've been the authority for like four years now. So I'm glad they're finally listening to us. No, you didn't just bring that back up. Stop, Glenn. I love you. <laughs> I had literally started forgetting about the fact that we were the authority. Yeah, I'm the authority. You're the authority. Everyone's the authority. Bronson Wright Wolf with his $5 super chat. Bronson, you're the authority. Yeah. Saying that Steve Austin was in Grown Ups 2 towards the end of the movie. I love how him and Adam Sandler were about to get into a fist fight with each other. Wow, I haven't seen that movie. I need to check it out. I forgot Steve Austin and Goldberg were both in uh, The Longest Yard remake with Adam Sandler. Oh, I didn't. As prison guards. Is that right? I just watched The Longest Yard remake like a year ago. That's oh, you hadn't seen it? I, had, I, I We watched the original and then I watched the remake. Which one do you like more? The original. Okay. Yes. Uh, so... I'd like to watch Steve Austin fight Adam Sandler. But Adam Sandler is his character from Uncut Gems. I like to watch Steve Austin fight Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Listen, why can't we? I'm the authority. What makes you think that's not going to happen? <laughs> you said. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $2, saying, I'm thinking EO wins money in the bank. I, that would be great. I'm telling you, the field is crazy. This match could be one that we want everybody in it to win. And I'm excited for that. But Money in the Bank is a uh, top three pay-per-view for yeah. WWE. It's, and it's going to uh, be London. The crowd's going to be hot. I'm excited for Money in the Bank. I think WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, and Money in the Bank. Your favorites? Those are the three best pay-per-views WWE does every year. I know. I'm a big fan of SummerSlam. I like SummerSlam, SummerSlam a lot. Is- but there's no gimmick. The gimmick is summer. I'm Puerto Rican. It's why summer. would I, why would I not love that? It's summer year round in Puerto Rico. It is. It is. <laughs> I I I am a big fan of the Royal Rumble. Um, I just feel like I like WrestleMania a lot, but to me, WrestleMania just feels like they're just putting together their 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 package for marketing for the investors. Okay, okay then let's say the best three pay per views of the year are SummerSlam, the Royal Rumble, and Money in the Bank. Yeah. WrestleMania is number four. Yeah. No. And, and then Survivor <laughs> Series, if they're actually making it mean what it's supposed to mean. Right, right. It's a, it's a big five now. I think Money in the Bank has surpassed Survivor Series for sure. Yeah. I thought last year War Games was insane. That was very, very good. Uh, so, LA Knight yeah. versus Montez Ford in a Money in the Bank qualifier match. And Montez found it. himself in a similar situation that Bianca did in Puerto Rico where he was getting Ooh. the booze and he had to work as a heel here. Did you notice that? 
yeah, kind of crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. I think that he's been so, so over. Street Profits, so, so over. Uh, oh, you forgot to mention that Bianca attacked. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Asuka. Uh, and I know I'm going way back, but no, I just no, want to say good. that I love that she did that. A yeah. lot of people were like going back and forth. I noticed that. And I'm like, Bianca is not the champ that's going to like get beaten, get her belt taken away from her and then just do nothing about it. That is not who we have learned that Bianca is. So I'm very happy that she's angry about how things went down and she still wants her title back. That's all. We can go back to LA Knight now. No, I think it was good. I like Bianca having a little more. Mm hmm fight in her that way yeah uh, which is good so uh yes la Knight versus montez ford now montez ford people have been talking about the singles run gonna yeah. get the singles run any day now i've been saying that for like a year but tonight la Knight, <laughs> yeah got his win <laughs> yeah that sounds like uncle howdy and la Knight, yeah go in to money in the bank how many yes did you record? Yeah. 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 Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm excited yeah, yeah. for LA Knight. Absolutely. I'm excited. I thought this match was great. I almost wish they would have not put them against each other. I know. But uh, somebody had to win. Uh, I think we would have won regardless of who won here. But I think everybody was really rooting for LA Knight here. Montez, I feel bad for Montez. I feel bad for Montez. If Montez had qualified, that would have been a good distraction because people would have been like oh no this is the start of a singles push he's gonna like people would have picked him maybe that's why they didn't because they don't want they don't want him to be like a decoy right you know right so i don't know um i mean but, he was in the elimination chamber match true. last year remember that was singles although the money is probably in street profits uh chris aldridge saying like uh if if uh dawkins turns heel like that the money's in that on the street profits. They don't breaking. have to turn anybody. I they know. can just go their separate ways. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, wait a second. Let's talk real talk here for a second, Isa. Real talk, Glenn. Real okay. talk. If you don't do that split, you're gonna end up like Tucker. 
Like if you just wish your tag partner well, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm your hype man. Like, but, oh no, you're getting future endeavored, bro. But with <laughs> us, but with us being the authority. That's true. We could save him. Yeah, we can save him. No, but... you got to do that breakup because, like, look, New Day can do it. New Day, they can all be Kofi's hype man, Xavier's hype man, Biggie's hype man. That works mm -hmm. for New Day because you could do that with any three members of New Day. If you're Angelo Dawkins, now granted, you have the curse of greatness. You've had it since NXT. It's tough. It's tough to live with. I too have the curse of greatness. Used to come out and like slap baby powder on his hands, and make a big poof of smoke, and yell out "curse of greatness." And he had the two. He still has the two headbands, but that used to be his entire gimmick. If you're Angelo Dawkins, yes. If you're wow. Angelo Dawkins, I watched uh, Enzo Amore defeat Angelo Dawkins at an NXT house show in Lakeland, Florida once. Wow. Uh, Cass wasn't there. It was weird. But anyhow. Um, Wait, why were you in Florida? We were at Disney World in 2016. It, okay. And we'd seen, we'd been to our first wrestling live event, which was NXT at Aftershock in Sacramento, California. Mm -hmm. You can go back when the thing happened with Corey from Slipknot. We're sitting right behind Corey Taylor. Oh, like, wow. You could okay. see us in the seats there. I was there. I wore a t-shirt. The t-shirt said third realist guy in the room. Enzo included me in one of his entrances. It was my that. most mark out moment ever. Uh, <laughs> but so we were in Orlando like a month later and we're like, oh, NXT's in Lakeland. Let's let's drive from Disney for 45 minutes. And we went to a house show. That's where I first saw Angelo Dawkins. Also, where I first saw Liv Morgan wrestling under her uh, shoot name, Donna Daddio. Oh, wow. People chanted, let's go Daddio. She was incredible. Right there, I knew superstar. And I came on this podcast in 2016. Mm -hmm. talked about that and people are like what are you talking about this nxt town I'm like john adadio is the future mark my words and then lo and behold seven years later i was proven right when she won finally finally but angelo dawkins my point is angelo dawkins was in the system of nxt for a long ass time right and until he got hooked up with montez ford angelo dawkins career wasn't going so hot mm -hmm. angelo dawkins minus montez ford kind of worried so that better be a feud and he better come up with something new that's curse of greatness finally better break that curse because i think montez is montez look I, th I think a lot of people think that dawkins is the genetti here i don't think so i like dawkins a lot i like dawkins too but we're more inside than most people yeah you know i know but put a pin in that Montez Ford singles push because he lost tonight. Yeah. Yeah. LA Knight is going to Great money match. in the bank. LA Knight, I don't even need to look at the betting odds. He's the odds on favorite to win the men's money in the bank. Mm -hmm. You know? Dawkins was in NXT like longer than Aaliyah, I think. Wow. Yeah, like he was there a long time. But good for him. Good for the street profits. I just worry. I worry about him. Worry about him. That's all I'm saying. It's a curse of greatness. It takes down everyone. You, you know, haven't ask, let it take you down, Glenn. Ask Marty Jannetty about the curse of greatness. He'll, he killed that guy. Yeah, he'll just. <laughs> <win it> all <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't joke about that. But I can't like, I don't, if you. Every time I hear that word, all I think is he killed a guy. Like, it's literally the first. <laughs>
Okay, but no, no, no. Let's, let's give this some context. We don't know. This isn't like a Scott Hall or uh, or uh, a Jimmy Snooker thing. Marty Jannetty in face on Facebook like two years ago, like in this offhand like homophobic rant, confessed to murdering someone. <laughs> And it's not, there's nothing funny about it. It's just very peculiar and weird yeah. that he did this. He like he was trying to make a point. I, I don't know. I don't get Shout it. Shout out to George in the chat who says allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> but allegedly, like confessed. It's oh not. God. It's not funny. It's what he's not talking what about. It is. It's but it's just like, bro. Like, um, huh? Kelvin, two dollars saying. Big dog. First off, big dog killing talk and work. Big dog. I love that. Wait, okay. First off, Calvin, I don't mean to correct you. I'm going to correct your super chat here. Calvin R. Alexander with the $2 super chat said, Big dog can walk the talk. He'll be okay. Can't work the talk. Can I walk like the that. talk. Okay. Yes. Big dog. Big dog. That's great, actually. Big dog is a great freaking name. Yeah. You know? I love it. George Couture saying Marty's dark side of the ring is supposed to be something else. What if Marty's dark side of the ring is just people like they hire celebrities to like read aloud his Facebook. Rant. His Facebook. I was just going to say it should just be his Facebook post. That's it. And then have a bunch of people like analyzing or talking about this post because he, he'd be wilding on Facebook. Last person on earth using Facebook. But my God. Seriously, I get. All, I get Facebook memories every day that just remind me I used to use Facebook like 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> and I don't use it. I open it up and I get, I'm like, no, oh, notification. I have a memory today. Oh, 10 years ago, I posted something on Facebook. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. George A. He didn't confess to the murder he was talking about. He confessed to a separate murder, which is amazing. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm sorry. It, it just, yeah, I, and yeah, not bring without me saying a lot. Oh, he killed a guy. <laughs> and I mean, I, my yeah. favorite thing is like you are running to someone who understands the inside joke. That's not a joke. Or you're running to someone that has no clue what you're talking about, and you have to actually explain what you're talking yes. about. <laughs> but if you want proof that LA Knight is gonna win, he he got out a ladder. And climbed up to For it no with the money whatsoever. in the bank. If we then. don't have a segment after we get everybody that qualifies, if we don't get them all on top on a ladder like we did, I think it was back in 2016. Oh remember? my god, that was my favorite six man on one, a ladder in search of a dream. Holy one shit! One of the best segments in history. We need to redo it. That, Jesus, that's why, it, why we're soulmates. Matt Morgan hated that segment. Raj oh, hated no, that segment. I fucking no, love that segment. No, that's what Jericho said. He won money in the bank in Apple Town. <laughs> I love that segment. So that much. was the best Money in the Bank promo ever. They had six, it was like almost like Kids in the Hall sketch. It was six dudes all sitting on a ladder talking about their hopes and dreams and what Money in the Bank means to them. And Appleton. And Appleton. New York. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. God, I love that. I need to go watch. Now, now you got, as soon as we end this podcast, I'm so going to search it off and watch it. We're almost, Issa, in three years, we need to start a separate podcast where we just recap 2016 episodes of SmackDown from 2016 oh to 2017. God, I am so freaking down. Because that was the <laughs> best era of SmackDown. In fact, I'm still, like, SmackDown is still my favorite between Raw and SmackDown because of how good, like, the Talking Smack era was. Yeah, those were, the, those were the days. Yes. Um. So... Holy shit, let's talk about this. 
uh, the cryptic video tonight from the Unholy Union. Okay, Alpha Yellow Fire Jackets is coming for their asses. <laughs> Yellow Jackets, the Wicker Man, the Blair Witch Project. That was some scary shit. And at first I, I was like... Was back. Yeah, I was like, who, who, what? What's this about? This is terrifying. They had the, like, old monster photos and shit. Yeah. Like, this, this was... This wasn't Bray Wyatt, like, hey, check out this creepy thing. Run. Hey, I'm playing White Rabbit. Boo. Blowing out a candle. No. Is that what Bray Wyatt's cycling? Okay, compared to compared to this tonight, it like I'm if you watch this in the dark and then say Bloody Mary three times, she appears. Oh wow. You're right. Yeah, this promo like is crap your pants terrifying. If this came on TV in the middle of the night in a dark room, you would be like, I'm not going to sleep. I gotta turn on all the lights and look underneath the couch and the bed. Because th- this was some scary, scary stuff tonight. I'm into this kind of stuff, Glenn. You know that, right? Oh, I know you are. I saw this. I was like, oh, this is right up Beast's alley. But Isla Dawn and Alba <laughs> Fire, look. They were doing... See, in NXT, we're like, oh, it's sort of like the craft. It's like cool, sexy witchcraft. They're like cool, sexy witches. And tonight was like, no. They're going to no, eat. They're going yeah. to steal and eat your baby or sacrifice it to Satan. Like, this was some scary, scary, creepy shit tonight. Yeah, but it's going to come back to them ten t- three times worse. Maybe. I don't know. People are like, oh, is the only, uh, Jay's like, is the Unholy Union the female version of Kane and Undertaker? Kane and Undertaker were like haunted house scary, like, ooh, touch this ball of, of, of eyeballs. Ooh, feel this, this Medusa hair and it's spaghetti. Like, Kane and Undertaker were not scary. This tonight was some creepy shit. Yeah, I I like this video package a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, the brood, the brood were sexy vampires. If you say so, they were sexy. I love they, the craft, the original. Original craft is great. Didn't watch the remake. No, I I refuse. I'm afraid that it, I'm not gonna like it, and I don't want it to ruin how much yeah. I love the original craft. But this tonight, like normally WWE, even the Bray Wyatt stuff was like, oh, isn't this kind of twisted Adult Swim? This tonight. I don't know if standards and practices signed off on this because this is probably the spookiest shit I have seen since Hereditary. Was this okay? Chill. No, watch this Shit. promo again. Watch this promo again. <laughs> Look at this super chat, Kelvin. Chill. Yeah, Kelvin <laughs> Alexander saying Issa's curtain moved when Glenn said Bloody Mary. I tried to summon Bloody Mary. She scared me. Yeah, they were speaking Gaelic. Uh, this was terrifying. Watch this with the lights out. You're telling me I this will. isn't scary? You watch the I shit would. with the lights out I tonight. would. I would, and I will go right to sleep. Okay. Like a baby. I can't do that. I can. You want to know what I find terrifying, Glenn? Uh. Romantic comedies. Well, for- okay, <laughs> first tales. off, that's you terrifying. Watched- have you watched an 80s romantic comedy lately? Like these lately, are no. sort of a horror movie because a lot of that behavior is downright stalker yeah. behavior. But somehow like, oh no, it's cool. She was into it. Like, no, this is a horror movie that we convinced ourselves was charming and quirky back in the 80s. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's some weird shit. Anyhow, let's talk about the main event segment. Smack- By the way, did we mention that SmackDown was good tonight? Like if you didn't watch SmackDown and you're listening to this, you're like, man, they have a lot to say about SmackDown because SmackDown we are, tonight we're was almost epic. an hour in. We haven't even touched the best part of the show and we didn't do news. This has been the entire time talking SmackDown. Because SmackDown gave us a lot to talk about tonight because not only did it give us good matches, great promos and storyline advancement, but you know what it did? It put thoughts in our brain 
and it started thoughts, which created more thoughts and snowballed. And here we are on a podcast discussing our thoughts. I love it. You said thoughts so many times. Thoughts. I'm thinking thoughts right now about <laughs> wrestling because SmackDown was that good tonight. So let's talk about the main event segment with 25 yes, minutes left in the show. Papa H came out tonight. My bestie. To introduce, yes. Have you been texting him about the next uh, pay-per-view in Puerto Rico? You got that on the book? No, date? not yet. I'm going to okay. let him get uh, This is a stressful time with London coming True. up and all that. We'll talk about it. Maybe SummerSlam. True. Issa specifically is the authority. When they said you were the authority, they specifically meant NYC Dima Diva Issa, and she brought backlash to Puerto Rico. I will, I will tell you one thing. I have manifested a lot of crazy stuff, and it happens. Like similar to the Unholy Union? Like yeah. doing some like Except for my witchcraft? Words. Yeah. You know? I just hope it doesn't come back times three because I'll be so True. screwed, Glenn. <laughs> Issa's vision board is something else, y'all. Um, <laughs> but Triple H came out to introduce a new title. So we've got the new WWE Universal Championship. They merged the belts into yeah. this gold monstrosity. It, I didn't hate it. I, I don't I hate just, it. But... Yeah, I didn't hate it. And just like, it didn't feel like a big change in the design. It reminded me a little bit of the Snoop Dogg belt. <laughs> you know how it's all gold? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was just funny because remember when uh, Trips, my bestie, please don't, if you're watching this, don't take this personal. But he talked so much shit about Roman Reigns when he introduced the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And then he was out here like, whatever. But Roman Reigns graciously accepted it. Of course, he I did. agree with Dylan, he's, a, he's, he's a generous tribal chief. He's a gracious tribal chief. True, but I agree with Dylan. I think the world heavyweight championship looks nicer. Of course, sure. It's a, it's a consolation prize. You might as well at least make it look better. Is that how it works? The consolation prize is prettier. Yeah, yeah. So they feel better. So they'll be like, "Well, my belt is better than yours." You know, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. Anyway, I feel you. I feel you. Um, so he accepted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted the entire universe to acknowledge him. Not just where they were tonight. He wanted the entire universe. By the way, shout out to the one dude in the audience when Paul Heyman was there. The one guy that yelled out, Extreme Championship Wrestling. <laughs> I saw the one guy. <laughs> the one guy. I, yeah. I'm, I, did you see the person with the tribal clown sign? No. They, I can't oh, believe yeah, they didn't yeah, get kicked yeah. out. They needed to get kicked out of the arena. Disrespectful so, on our celebration of 1,000 days. Roman started to talk. Yeah, he did. And then the Usos came out. Roman was out there with Solo. And we've been waiting for this moment since Saturday, Glenn. All yes. of us waiting for this moment. What does WWE does? We go to commercial. Yes. <laughs> well, do we want to recap the commercials as well? I mean, we no, can no, we, new, we can skip because there's a new BK "Have It Your Way" song. I mean, that was pretty epic. Oh, I didn't catch that. But have you ever noticed that Pizza Hut's been using that F Boy song to promote their pizza? It bothers the crap out of me. <laughs> Wouldn't this podcast be amazing if we included the commercials in the Some recap? Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> I get weird targeted ads all the time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, I just sold my old car. So all I'm telling them again, like, sell us your car, sell us your car, sell us your car. <laughs> this is a new way, new great way to sell your car. Hey, you want to buy a new car? Because we got I can't believe your sale. expedition days are over. I know. That, it was a 20-year-long expedition, and I came out of it on the other side. That's what matters. Um, so Jimmy was staring down Roman Reigns, and Roman ordered Jay to kick Jimmy in the face. Yeah. 
because Jimmy did it to him and cost him the undisputed tag team championships and night of champions. Yeah, and Jay, I don't know if he needs hearing aid because he was acting like he couldn't hear what Roman was saying. It was very clear. Kick him in the face. If ever there was a time for the talent to start saying to doing a what chant, that would have been it. No, Jay, Jay needs to remember. Well, so they were clearly on their own side, but then here's the crazy part. You, you know, the Usos, they're twins. I get it. They're going to stick together. They were trying to talk a little sense into Roman, which is good. No, but, but then Solo, their brother. Before okay. Roman went to Solo, Roman said that they wouldn't be here without him, which is true. But then he looked right at the camera and he talked to me, Glenn. Did you catch that moment? Oh, no. What did he say? He said, well, he said, I'm your tribal chief. And he was looking at the camera. And oh. I know he was talking to me at that moment. It was beautiful. I think he was talking to the world. He was talking to me. <laughs> Sorry. Clip that do a sound drop. Jesus. <laughs> so. You just made me lose my cool, man. Roman was talking to Isa and Isa only. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, then the Usos were talking to Solo and trying to talk some sense into him, saying, no, you're going to go through what we went through. And then this was a little complicated. We got to watch a little soap opera play out in front of our very eyes. Because then Solo sided with the Usos. No, he didn't. Well, he came and walked over the Usos' side. Well, he said, I acknowledge you. You shouldn't know what was going to happen because he said, I acknowledge you, Muntaraba Chief, but these are my brothers. Yes. But he acknowledged first. That was the hint. That was the first hint that Roman comes first. Okay, but he handed the mic to Reigns and he walked and stood next to the Usos. Yeah, they wanted he was us to believe. getting ready for some thumbing action. Okay, well, they wanted us to believe. Of course. They were faking us out. They wanted us to believe he was the signing the Usos. The best fake out came after this with the hug. Yes, and then there was a hug because the, the Usos were trying to talk some sense into Roman then. And Roman... Uh, Roman uh, cried. Yes. Jay got in between Reigns and Jimmy, tells him their family... Says they're stronger together. You're Rains so underselling two. this. Glenn. Okay, well, give me the drama, Issa. So, so you Solo can really... goes to the other side, and Jimmy just tells him, he's like, "What are we doing? We're we're stronger together. What are we doing here? Let's do this together with respect, <laughs> please." And then Roman starts acting like he's like like he's seeing their clarity, the Uso clarity, which is not what we want from Roman Reigns, our tribal chief. He doesn't need them. He doesn't even need Solo, if you want me to be honest, but that's my opinion, right? So he hugs Jimmy, and he's crying. He's looking up at the sky, and he's crying, and you think that he might be weak, but then he grabs the mic, and he says, no. Ah! It was so beautiful. And then we saw where Solo stood. I would... Yeah, I would like to apologize because at first when Solo walked over to the Usos, I kind of talked crazy crap about Solo and sent him back down to NXT. But he got me. He got me for a second. I thought he was betraying the tribal chief. So Yes, he gave a Simone spike to Jimmy. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And Jay, still torn. Yes. Still torn as ever. Roman walks away with Solo. And Paul Heyman says, but my tribal chief, what about Jay Uso? And Roman said, and this is funny, this is all happening. You can just not hear it very lowly because they have no no mics, uh -huh. no nothing. No, I heard it. I heard it. And Roman says, Jay will do what he always does. He will fall in line. And we go off the air with 
Jay holding Jimmy, staring at Roman. Oh my God, this is this is this is so good. I mean, so good. Some people might argue that Succession had the most drama on TV this week with its series finale this past Sunday, but they just need to watch tonight's episode of SmackDown for this last segment with the bonus. This, this, every week, they just keep upping themselves. It's amazing because I, and it's funny because I, I know you like Sammy, so don't come for me. But I never felt invested in Sammy because he's not part of the family. He was never part of the family. I never well, considered him. I just thought he was here to help Roman achieve what Roman wanted to achieve. But now we're talking real family issues, right? I, I don't know, man. It just keeps getting better and better. I feel like we're going into a tag match, don't you? But we still don't know where Jay stands. I have so many questions, Glenn. Well, if it was like Succession, it would be very interesting to see how Sammy uh, comes out at the end of the story. But yes, there are a lot of questions. Uh, I think Sammy and Kevin could come back in the Bloodline story. Why I, would I don't... they? Well, because Roman wanted those tag titles. Aren't they raw? I mean, yeah, because clearly this brand split's very... Oh my God. I mean, like you can't even get near the other show without an alarm going off. I did expect... Uh... Uh, because say saying it in the chat yeah. with Rikishi's uh, tweets and all that, I expected a little bit more. But you know what? Where where was we The can... Rock sending a video message? <laughs> Didn't he send one for Fast and the Furious? He sent yesterday? one for Fast and the Furious. <laughs> that he's going to be back. This is crazy. The Rock, like who had a very public feud, not kayfabe, very real beef with Vin Diesel. He's scared the he, tribal chief. Where The Rock said he wasn't gonna be in the last movie and shot a cameo spoilers but it's been at like every if you wanted to see fast x you've seen fast x but he I announced it. yeah so it was their opening weekend me too. you know yeah uh but the rock put out a video saying he's gonna be back for fast 11 can't even send a video for roman reigns on this thousand day championship reign because roman is so much greater than the rock the rock is embarrassed I mean, Roman was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. He didn't speak, really. He did the ooh Yeah, they were like, do we have to, we don't have to pay him as a speaking actor. He doesn't get in SAG for that, right? <laughs> Maybe we can add Roman uh, in Fast 11 and he can feud with Jason Momoa since there's so many comparisons. Jason Momoa... Was, like fast is the oh, best part. That was so good. When John Cena, like, look, Fast Nine. Okay, look, we're between shows. We talked about SmackDown. We're gonna talk about Rampage. Don't blame me up. I mean, Glenn's going off topic. This is on topic. Fast Nine sucked, and I love the Fast and Furious series more because, than I love some people I'm related to. Like same. the Fast and Furious series is amazing. Yeah. But Fast Nine was the most boring. I can't. I can't get through it, Glenn. Like, and what? What Fast and the Furious movie? Has anyone ever said the words like, oh, it was kind of boring. Like nobody has said that ever, even too fast, too furious. Like even the lesser parts of three or four, you wouldn't say those are boring movies. You might say, oh, parts of it kind of dragged a little bit. Fast nine was boring and dull and didn't a make movie. a lick of sense. No, but they really don't make sense. But Fast X did though. Fast X was phenomenal. Yeah. John Cena it. was awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Except for... I'm sorry. The biggest BS moment was, you know, they all every Fast and the Furious movie had that moment where you're like, "There's no way you can do that." Yes. The biggest BS moment in Fast X was brought to you by John Cena. I don't care what anybody wants to say, but, but Jason Momoa, 
Yes. My God, he's so great in Fast X. But the weirdest part, though, about Fast X compared to Fast 9 is in Fast 9, John Cena played the most dull, Mm -hmm. dry character. And in this movie, he just played John Cena. Uncle Jacob is great. Yes. Like, they just said, like, let's throw away your old character and just be John Cena. Yeah. And it worked. Um... Brian Reyes is saying, I love Fast and Furious, but certainly not to make sense when they went straight from street racing all the way to working with government agents. They went to space. In the first movie, they were stealing DVD players. Yeah. And then they went to space in a car. <laughs> but no, the government agencies part, that's the time. That's where it, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's all a mess. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Rampage. Now, Rampage, yeah, we, you know, I'm going to say this tonight. Rampage not the best story episode. And here's why I say that. They had some story segments and they had some promos. Mm-hmm. But there was no real story tonight about not all, but the majority of the matches. We said they did this little Night of Champions style thing where they had, you know, a champions defending their titles across right. Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, etc. But there was like no setup or build. But I'll tell you this, great wrestling. I was very entertained by the wrestling. That opening match tonight was phenomenal. In fact, I think that opening match tonight was better than anything we saw on SmackDown match-wise. And I like the matches on SmackDown, but uh, El Hijo del Vikingo versus uh-huh. Commander versus Drillistico, uh for the AAA Mega Championship, this match was my favorite match I watched tonight. The rope work that was done on this, the high-flying moves, this was freaking awesome. Quite entertaining. Very fast-moving. It was a fun opening match. I just... I wasn't invested, but it was a fun match. No, the match no, itself. No story. Right. But it reminded me why I missed the cruiserweights because the WWE with the cruiserweight division did occasionally do a good storyline. Right. And then go out and have a nice flippy shit expedition match. Uh, that was an uh, exposition match. That was, uh, that was good. So I think uh, I really liked this opening match tonight. Um, it was very entertaining. And El Hijo del Vikingo won. El what? El what? El Hijo. Okay. Del Vikingo. That's I'm working good. on the Duolingo. 135 day streak. Ijo. Ijo. Oh, it's the G with the H. The H. The yeah, e. we don't pronounce the H. I gotta get. You know what it is? Let me let me explain something about the Duolingo, which I recommend to everyone. I'm learning to read Spanish and listen to Spanish well, but they want me to always speak or they want me to like listen to it aloud. I always have the sound turned down, and I just do the re- like I'm doing the, my reading comprehension has gotten very good, but I need to start focusing on listening and speaking more. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to start speaking Spanish to you only? I mean, I'm gonna we're start. Do it. I'm gonna start sending you. Yeah, we need to start a new podcast. Need to start so it, the yellow, the yellow jacket is done. Yes. but I'm gonna start sending you a daily voice note in Spanish. Uh-oh. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna see if you, it's gonna be like 15 to 20 seconds long, and I'm gonna Uh-oh. see if what you catch out of that. That's gonna start tomorrow. I'm telling you, daily Spanish voice note to Glenn. Okay, we'll see. It can be random. It can be about what I'm doing, what I'm eating, what I'm listening to. You'll never know. I want to see what you can understand. You can see how many times the, the word Hilopolis uh, uh, makes an appearance. <laughs> um, it'll be good. It'll be good times. So this opening match tonight was a lot of fun. Hot start to the show. And then we went from that to Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, my God. Versus Action Andretti for the New Japan World Television Championship. The, you know, it's funny. Fight Forever's coming out soon. Tonight felt like a video game. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I mean, this was like great exhibition matches. Mm-hmm. If they could, I know the AEW like, oh, we don't need writers. Like, get a writer. Write out a storyline. 
what if this match had some stakes? What if Action Andretti like tried to buy what if Zach Zaber Jr., what if his family owned a bar and Action Andretti tried to buy that bar and they were like, dude, let's wrestle for the championship and for your parents' bar. Think about how much more entertaining that would have been. Okay. Um, I had no idea that Zach Sabre Jr. was going to be on this show. <laughs> I know. And it was pre-taped. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they might announce it, but when they have Scalibur announce what's going to happen on, on Rampage, he does it so fast that you he don't even pay attention. And it sounds like that one of the Gathering of the Juggalo infomercials where they're just naming names. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't like you, it just washes over. You just hear it all. And you're just like, what? Polly Shore is going to be there. Like what? Like, yeah. What, what just happened? Because I like yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see him here, but you think that we will get a little more. Oh my God. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be on the yes. page. And again, what if his parents owned a bar? <laughs> oh my God. Remember the landlord storyline with Sia Lee? What happened with that? that's still one of the craziest things that they didn't pay off that like sonia deville's like dad was the landlord or something yeah (laughs) but you want storylines glenn zia lee's story was like somebody binge watched the like the first two seasons of warrior on hbo max Mm-hmm. And we're like, I got an idea for Siley's backstory. Make no sense, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just started watching Warrior, by the way. Pretty good show. It was based Which on, one? It's called Warrior. It's based on Bruce okay. Lee's. Or is it based on Bruce Lee's original idea for the show Kung Fu? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good. It's very good. Um, so yeah, Zack Saber Jr. Though. And Action Andretti, this was a really good match. Um, again, man, like they're crushing it with these cruiserweight, high flying style matches um, and these very acrobatic moves. But man, give me a little bit of storyline. Sorry, my dog was acknowledging okay. the tribal chief. Uh, then after that, man, I hate to say it crazy how things work out sometimes i'm loving willow nightingale of course as the new japan course. strong women's champion and this match versus emmy sakura tonight like look i want mercedes to get better i want mercedes to go to AEW. i want mercedes to take over take over the world but what an opportunity for willow someone mm-hmm. that everybody has loved since the moment they laid eyes on her someone that can wrestle someone that's got just unlimited personality that just comes across and such positive, such positivity that she radiates. And so her as a champ and getting to have these matches that come with being a champ, like this was one of the best women's matches ever on rampage tonight. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm so happy for Willow. Um, and I'm excited to see her being featured. And I hope we see her being featured more. And I hope she has a great match, um, planned for her at forbidden door. Yeah. But she got a win tonight. Um, this was very good. Mm-hmm. Man, every match, like this was four excellent matches tonight. Cause then we went uh from that. Well, let's talk about this backstage segment <laughs> with Karen Jarrett and Aubrey and uh Jeff Jarrett and just everybody getting into it backstage, but the refs getting into it. Karen Jarrett versus Aubrey Edwards could be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I I I'm curious. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, but the main event tonight 
after Willow won that match was uh, Shibata versus Lee Moriarty for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. This this matches for these championships confused me, and I thought that Daniel Garcia or Willer Yura had the purity belt. I. <laughs> When did they lose? <laughs> I forgot about that. That we uh, the pure championship, the purity, the purity, the purity ring. belt. That's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to be rules. They're going to be rules with the pure, the pure belt. The purity be belt pure. confused me with the rules, and I I don't watch Ring of Honor, so it's weird that you know they completely stopped putting Ring of Honor people on AEW. Now, if you don't watch Ring of Honor, next thing you know, they have a bunch of different champions and you don't know how we got here. I had oh. no idea that Daniel Garcia or Willer Yura didn't have the purity belt. But did you know that on June 17th, it's the second coming of CM Punk and tickets are now oh, yeah. available for the first night of AEW Collision? Wait, CM Punk's coming back? CM Punk's coming back, second coming. Oh, that should go smoothly for them. Are you excited for CM Punk, Glenn? They must have promoted that. Uh, there must have been twelve mentions of that tonight. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious, but am I gonna am I gonna watch wrestling? I mean, are you gonna watch this. the night that it comes out? I think we're all gonna watch the night it comes out, and then I bet you. I mean, we talked we? about this. You're not gonna watch the first one. I don't know if I'm busy. I'm not. Yeah, I like. I think uh, we've all kind of said we're not doing a Saturday night podcast. I don't even. I haven't been approached. I haven't either. Wow, they don't love us. Yeah, tough night. Tough night. It is a tough night. You know that I do some things like I do. I cover some local events here in Puerto Rico. I do ring announcing. I'm a GM of a wrestling company here in Puerto Rico. That all goes down on Saturdays. I can take one Saturday off, right, for a pay per view. Yeah, every Saturday I can't do it. It's gonna interfere with your uh, girl boss lifestyle. Oh no! Don't use those terms. Oh my god. Uh, so Kelvin R. Alexander with a two dollar super chat saying AEW equals two oh five live Jacksonville. Kelvin. Oh man. <laughs> Big Bill was out there with Lee Moriarty. Okay, I hate the name Big Bill so much. I know it's really terrible. Mm-hmm. His name's Bill and he's big. So we call <laughs> him Big Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him so. I know. Wait, you Lee Moriarty's not doing it for you? No. Hmm. Calvin two dollars saying the Ring of Honor purity belt equals the World Virgin Championship. I might have started that. Yes. <laughs> Only side hugs if you're wearing the purity belt. And the ass out hug. You know what <laughs> no, I'm talking hug. about? No, you it's never... too close. Too close okay. proximity. Side hugs. Oh my god, the ass out hugs are my favorite. The ass out hug. <laughs> Um, but no, look, this, this was a good match. This felt like a, quite an abbreviated main event. I didn't like how they did the, oh, we have a panel of judges out here. If this goes to time, it's like, you're starting this match with seven minutes left in the show. Yeah. And it's pre-taped. Yeah, it's pre-taped. <laughs> so Shibata retained, uh, but Daniel De Garcia came out and stared down Shibata. Yeah. He wants to be the purity belt holder i'm purer than you are <laughs> i'm purer than you are glenn no okay i'm sorry yeah i will never He's i will never even the purity belt. i will never be able to even fight for it 
Um, but this was a good main event. Rampage just flew by tonight. I enjoyed, like I said, this was more like watching a video game. A lot of good wrestling. A lot of good wrestling. But I just want a little more story. Yeah, and I was happy to see Zack Sabre Jr. and Willow Nightingale were the highlights for me of Rampage today. Plus, 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 here's the other problem with Rampage. Mm-hmm. We don't have a brand split yet. You've got, Now, I know tonight's a little different because we have the Ring of Honor, but here's the problem when you include the Ring of Honor thing tonight. Like, okay, so let's say I like this night, Daniel Garcia. This storyline's now going to continue on the Ring of Honor to build up to their next pay-per-view in July. I don't like that I tune into Rampage every week. They they kind of walked away from this with all their preemptions. We used to at least have it with Orange Cassidy and a few other feuds. Like, you would be like, okay, well, I'm going to watch Rampage next week. I'm going to see the continuation of the story. Now, right. I don't know where to go. Like, if I liked something tonight, where do I see the next chapter? Is there a next chapter? And I where mean, do I you watch can, it? <laughs> you have to go everywhere. You have to download the Ring of Honor thing, the New Japan thing. You have to watch Dynamite and the second coming of CM Punk Collision. Yes, yeah, so you're not going to get this because you're not really a comic book person. Um, but there's like five different Spider-Man books and eight different X-Men books and Mutant books. Right. So when you're reading them sometimes, they're like, to see where the story goes next, be sure to pick up this issue of this totally other comic that's coming out in three months. Right. It's like, I just, I want to buy the same thing and see the same storylines continuing the same thing. I'm a simple well, yeah, I person. Was- I was watching a review of the new Spider-Man, the multiverse one that's out right now. Yes. And it turns out that there's a million versions of Spider-Man. I didn't know that. I thought we just had Peter Parker. <laughs> wait, did you see the first one? No. Oh, wait, you should watch the first one. First one's really good. I the heard. First one, the first one, there's only like 12 versions of Spider-Man, so you can follow that a little easier. I mean, I knew the meme existed. You'll get it. You'll get it in the first one easier. Watch the first one before the second one. Okay. But like the last one with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like that was the same. People like this multiverse thing. They like, oh, I get this version, but I, I get this version. I only liked it because I got Tobey Maguire back and he's my Spider-Man. There you go. The multiverse. I just, why does that have to be so complicated? Because people love, people love this stuff. They like the Easter eggs. They like the, the riffing, you know? Imagine if... Imagine if the person that dethrones Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, is the big dog Roman Reigns, and we get a yes. Roman Reigns multiverse. There you go. <laughs> what if Jason Momoa shows up and dethrones Roman Reigns? Uh, chill, chill. But what if? Well, okay, what if? What if motivational speaker NXT Roman Reigns? Oh, that was a good Roman Reigns. Comes back and though. dethrones Roman Reigns. That yeah? was a Think good Roman it. Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Uh, an hour and 16 minutes, no news. Let's talk about the world of wrestling. SmackDown tonight, so good. Rampage, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We didn't oh. get on here like, oh, let's just do this. Like, we were, we're in a good mood. That means the wrestling was good tonight. Yeah. Some nights it's like, oh, let's just get this over. Yeah, like, do we have to do this? <laughs> You don't, you had those nights where you're just like wanting to send the text, like you guys do this. <laughs> and an hour and sixteen minutes with a two person show. This isn't one. Of th- this wasn't a three person show. Everybody's got to get their jokes in. Two people. Seventy. <laughs> yeah, we had like we minutes. didn't have to listen to Alfred cry about oh. Cody for eight minutes or anything. Maybe he's with Cody tonight. He probably is. Comforting him. <laughs> You're my tribal chief, Cody. 
I'm gonna get a match. You know, you know, too. Alfred is a writer, so he's probably like, I'll help you finish the story. I'll write it, I'll type it up for you, put it on Forbes. <laughs> I got it, Cody. We're gonna get Chat GPT to help us finish the story. <laughs> oh, I love it. Have we ever tried that? Can I log into my Chat GPT account? Oh my god, you should totally get <laughs> I'm gonna get Chat GPT to help me and open AI to help Cody Rhodes. Finish, finish the, story. the story. That's the key because Cody Rhodes has to finish the story. Yeah, sure. You know, it's got to finish it. You know, much like Natasha Bedingfield told us, his, oh, his no. future is unwritten. Please stop. He needs to feel the rain on his face. You stop right now. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a banger. <laughs> What's for? song uh here let me see uh chat gpt finish cody rhodes's story okay let's see what it has to say oh my god uh it's it's thinking it's okay. really trying to figure this out i've never had chat gpt wait this long oh Image. here we go okay oh oh this is kind of okay here we go uh, I'm happy to imagine a possible future storyline for Cody Rhodes, given his long history in professional wrestling with a career in WWE Impact Wrestling and is a key figure in all elite wrestling. After a year-long hiatus from ring and ring action due to an injury, Cody Rhodes returns to all elite wrestling in a surprise appearance during the promotion's <laughs> flagship show, Dynamite. The crowd erupts in excitement as the si at the sight of the beloved superstar making his return. However, instead of his signature fiery and passionate promo, Cody displays a more contemplative and calm demeanor, suggesting a significant change in his character. Over the next few weeks, Cody doesn't participate in any matches, but delivers several memorable promos. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> he talks about the changes he's experienced during his hiatus <laughs> and discusses his newfound respect for the wrestling business. Holy shit, ChatGPT really gets Cody Rhodes. Um, he <laughs> yeah. also expresses his gratitude to the AEW fans for their unwavering support and promises to repay their faith in him. <laughs> Then Imagine the, if that's how that story finishes. He goes back to AW. <laughs> yes. Then the unthinkable happens to Cody. <gasps> Cody shockingly challenges his old tag team partner and now current AEW world champion, Kenny Omega, to a title match at the next pay-per-view, Full Gear. Despite the tumultuous history between the two, Code, uh, Kenny accepts the challenge and the stage is set for an epic showdown. In the weeks leading up to Full Gear, the tension between Cody and Kenny escalates AEW fans are torn between supporting the returning Cody, who appears to have matured and evolved, and Kenny Omega, who has proven himself to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. At full gear, Cody and Kenny put on a match for the ages, full of stunning displays of athleticism and storytelling. After a grueling contest, Cody emerges victorious, capturing the AEW World Championship for the first time. This I, victory thought he I thought he couldn't challenge. Well, uh, he's finishing the story, Issa. Okay, this, okay. This victory marks the culmination of Cody's redemption arc and solidifies his status as a top star in the wrestling business. In the aftermath of his title win, Cody continues to display his new maturity and respect for the business. He defends the title against a variety of challengers, helping elevate younger talent in the process. Eventually, he loses the title, but his legacy in AEW is secured, and he moves on to a role as a mentor and trainer, preparing the next generation of AEW stars. The storyline for Cody Rhodes represents a significant evolution of his character and provides a platform to him to contribute to AEW's continued growth and success. It's a fitting continuation for a performer of Cody's caliber, showcasing his skills, passion, and dedication to the wrestling business, and finally finishing his story. Wow. Thank you, ChatGPT. Good job. Maybe you should uh, let Cody use your account. <laughs> <laughs> Heh <laughs>
There, we finished Cody Rhodes' story. Bravo. Okay, everybody. Have a great weekend. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Diva. Follow me at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll get you back here next week on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Bye. Take care.